Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. But you got saints who try to act like they ain't saved. But God has put his divine nature in you. That's why you have no peace. Because when you try to act like you aren't saved when you are, then the spirit of God contends with you. And you don't have any joy. You don't have any peace. You're always under constraint. And you're, you're trying to live wrong, but you, but you want to do right. And, and, and you're worse than what Paul says. Every time I try to do right, evil is always with me. And when I try to do what I know I need to do, I don't end up doing what I know I need to do. And I, so I end up not doing that. He says, I'm messed up. I'm, I'm a wretched man. Why? Because the spirit of God is in me. Say, no, that's not you. You're not a sinner like that. You can't enjoy that like you used to. You remember how it was before you got saved? You could go out and party all night long and wake up the next day looking to go out again. And you can do all that stuff you used to do and just say, oh, me you call your friends and say, man, we had a good time last night. Do it now after you got saved and you're going to lay in the bed and say, oh, Lord, I know I shouldn't have done that. You know, you used to could lie at the drop of a hat, but now you lie and, you, and something on the inside of you said, now you know that was a lie. That's the spirit of God on the inside of you saying, no, 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 no. You're saved now. You need to start acting right. You need to start acting holy. He says, why? Because you have another nature on the inside of you, and you have the capacity to do that. God gave us his very nature. John said this in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. He says, dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. We don't know exactly how all this is going to work, but we know when he appears, we're going to be like him. Why are we going to be like him? Because we are his children. And children begin to take on the characteristics of their parents. So his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. God, by breathing his life into us, gave us everything we need to live the life and operate in godliness. When he says everything we need pertaining to life and everything we need to live the life and everything we need to act godly. You heard me say about being mannish and womanish. Well, he wants us to be godish. Now you're acting godish. Somebody ought to say that for, about us every once in a while. Now you're acting godish. You know, that's what godliness is, godish. Now look at you, you're acting godish. Wilhelmina was talking about you, and you didn't even talk back. You're acting godish. Somebody was rude and crude to you, and you didn't say a thing. You just blessed them. You're acting godish. 
This word life is not the word uh, bios, which means the necessities of life, our food, our clothing. This life is, this word is zoe, the God kind of life, the absolute fullness of life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have what? Life, zoe, and life to the full, life to the abundant, a joyful life, a full life, a life that no matter whatever happens and what's coming our way, we know who we are. We know that God's going to watch out for us. He's going to take care of us. We've got the peace with God. We've got the peace of God. We've been living right. We've been acting right. We've been living godly and holy. We can rejoice no matter what. That's the full life. We have, joy of, we have the joy of the Lord in our lives, and we are victorious, and we are overcoming. We have a dynamic spiritual life, and that life transforms us. It transforms our life, transforms our behavior, so that we can, at the end result, live a godly, godish life. See, if we're struggling, if we're living life in a strain, if we're in a constant struggle to live right, if you feel like you're losing more ground than you're gaining, we're going to have to do more than to exist in our new nature. When that newborn babe comes, at first it's just existing because it can't help itself. But the newborn babe begins first to observe his parent, begin to look at that mother, cling to that mother, observe that parent. That newborn babe knows his mom. And as he began to grow, he observes his dad. And they begin to take on the characteristics. Don't you know a baby will always speak the language of their parents? Now, you're not going to have a baby. You speak in English and they start speaking Russian. It just doesn't happen. Whatever language you speak, no matter how difficult it is for us, whatever language you speak, that baby is going to speak that language. Because that baby is listening and paying attention, and uh, observing, and hearing, and responding, and you're speaking that language. Now, when we get saved, God is speaking a language to us. And if we're listening and receptive, we'll start speaking like he speaks. We'll start speaking the language of God instead of the language of the world. He says, now, uh, just like that newborn babe, you are learning through the knowledge we have Everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. And what's our knowledge of him? We got to listen to him and start speaking like he's speaking. Talking like he's talking. And don't you know that those little kids, I was wondering about this. If, if a little babe um, observed the rest of the people around us and nobody's walking but everybody's crawling. I wonder if that babe would ever get up and walk on his own if never see anybody else walk. That babe probably just be happy to crawl everywhere just like everybody else and never get up and walk, even though it has the capacity and ability to do it. But somebody has to give him the knowledge and point the way. He says, no, we, we, we walk instead of crawl. And that baby now, even though they crawl before they walk, they're trying to get to the walking. And as believers, you may have to crawl a while, but you can't stay on your knees groveling around just crawling as a spiritual existence. You got to say, hey, I need to walk upright. I need to get up to where I can walk so I can live in a certain lifestyle. That's why we point to you what the, what the uh, 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 standard is of godliness. We don't point to you and say, hey, well, just however, however you, uh, however you want to live, you just do it as long as, it, uh, as long as you ain't hurt nobody. And so believers are, are all over are setting their own standards of living. 
They're just saying, well, uh, who are you to tell me what to live and how to live and what to do? As long as I love, I can just do it. I just, as long as I have love, I can do that. No, God has a standard of righteousness and holiness. He doesn't change for anybody. And we have to attain to what he says is right, what he says is godly, what he says is holy. And Peter's saying, you can do it. We don't want to dumb down our Christian existence. We don't want to dumb down our spirituality and just barely get along. When God intended for us to walk, we're crawling along and wonder why we're never victorious. You're going to have to get up so you can jump over some of the mountains and hurdles and things that come in our way. A baby will eat whatever the parents feed them. So if you're a newborn babe, you ought to be eating whatever the Lord feeds you through the word. Some of it is tough going down, but you eat it. Uh, you know, in some of these foreign countries, you watch these food shows, these kids are eating stuff because their parents eat it. You know, ooh, how do they eat that kind of an animal or whatever? And, but they grew up eating that. And when you grow up eating the word of God, you can handle it. Amen. <laughs> but if we just give you uh, ice cream and banana pudding every Sunday, you won't be able to make it because you don't live in a banana pudding world. They're coming at you with a baseball bat. You're going to have to have some strength. You're going to have to have something that puts some weight on you, some muscles on you, so that you can stand, you can resist the things of the world. Peter tells us that we have the fullness of what we've been given, but it's only through the knowledge of God who has called us to his own glory. We got to get beyond just skimming the surface and say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want my knowledge to increase about you. He's given us all that we need. You already have it. I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care what's been happening in your life. I don't care how many times you've had to get up and start over again. You need to know that you already have what it takes. All you need to do is not be weary and well-doing. Don't feel like you can't make it. Yes, you can because you've already been equipped. You already have it. And some people think I can't make it because they don't realize that they've already have everything they need. Now, since you've been born into the family of God, grow up in your spiritual walk. That's what I want you to do. That's what I want us to do. Let's begin to grow up in our walk knowing that you've already been given all you need for godliness and righteousness. The rest of this passage that we're going to come to later, he's going to tell you the ingredients that you need to start adding to your life so that you can grow up in your godliness. I'm going to just look at it right quick because we're going to come back to it next week. We're going to be looking at these ingredients on how to construct a godly life. Second Peter chapter 2. He, says, he tells us in verse 4, 1 Peter chapter 1, he tells us in verse 4, Through these he has given us his great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. He said you got faith, but you need to add to it. Add goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. He says, you, want to be, you don't want to be ineffective. You got to do some things. Start where you are. He's already given you everything he needs and then add to it. We're going to show you how to cook a good meal to, for godliness and righteousness by adding the ingredients. Gracious God and Father, we thank you tonight. We know that Jesus paid it all, and when he paid it all, he gave it all to us. All that we need pertaining to life and godliness. Help us to walk in what he's already given us. Help us to grow up in spiritual maturity and righteousness and sanctification and godliness. Help us to overcome. Somebody need to overcome today. Somebody need to overcome this week. That trial, that temptation, that addiction, that habit that keeps coming. Give us the strength and power to overcome. You've already equipped us, and we thank you for it right now. We praise you for it right now. We give glory to you right now in the name of Jesus. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.